The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. With their sponsorship of episode 210 of the Read to Lead podcast, FreshBooks cloud accounting software is making it easy for you to try them out with absolutely no obligation. Get access to 100% of FreshBooks features for 30 days when you visit freshbooks.com slash read to lead and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. I'm Todd Henry, author of Herding Tigers, Be the Leader That Creative People Need. Hone your leadership skills with every listen. It's the Read to Lead podcast with my friend, Jeff Brown. Hi, and welcome to the Read to Lead podcast, the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. I'm the host, Jeff Brown, and I believe that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then intentional and consistent reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast not only helps you narrow that important reading list, but also helps bring you key insights and valuable ideas from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. If there's one thing I love to do, it's read. And I cannot even begin to tell you what reading intentionally and consistently has done for my life and career the past 15 or 20 years. It's been truly amazing. Another amazing thing that has helped me, especially in the last five years, is the mastermind groups I've been a part of. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. No guest visiting us today, but instead sharing from my experience on how to start and facilitate a mastermind group, something that has impacted my business tremendously in my personal life amazingly in the last five years, and I think can help yours too. Maybe you're wondering, well, what is a mastermind exactly? You've probably heard that term before. Maybe you kind of have an idea what it is. Well, the origination of the term probably began with Napoleon Hill and his book, Think and Grow Rich, which was first published, I believe, in 1937. And in that book, Napoleon Hill defines a mastermind as the coordination of knowledge and effort in a spirit of harmony between two or more people for the attainment of a definite purpose. In other words, when a group of individual brains are coordinated and function in harmony, Hill says, the increased energy created through that alliance becomes available to every individual in the group. And when that happens, it's a pretty powerful thing. I have been prompted and spurred on and encouraged and challenged in the last few years to do things I would not have otherwise done on my own. But because I had people pushing me to do things outside my comfort zone, holding me accountable and doing that on uh, nearly a weekly basis, I've been able to achieve far more than I could have done solo. And I want you to have that same kind of experience, whether that's finding an existing mastermind to join or whether it's starting your own. But assuming you don't have one already in mind that you can join or that has openings, I want to to spend some time today on helping you understand what it takes to begin your own mastermind group. I had a chance a couple of months ago to watch a, a webinar taught by friend and colleague Michael Hyatt on the process he goes through to do this. And I realized that as he went through the steps, I have, I guess, instinctively done every single one of them in the masterminds that I have started, except one. 
We'll get to those steps and the one that I've been leaving out until recently, at least in just a moment. First, I want to make you aware of some software I use that makes running a business a whole lot simpler. If I had a kryptonite, it would probably be crunching numbers, accounting. It's something that I don't like to spend any more time on than I have to, but because I run a business, there's kind of no way around that. But I can depend on cloud accounting software FreshBooks to do all the heavy lifting, thereby helping turn me into more of a kryptonite-free Superman. You know, the first few months of a year tax time can be especially daunting when you're thinking about all the things you need to pull together. The process for me could not be easier. You need a system that is tracking invoices and what's coming in, as well as on a regular daily basis, what's going out. And that's what FreshBooks does for me. At any given moment, I can check to see where I'm at financially. Am I in the red? Am I in the black? Who owes me what? What are my expenses? What categories am I spending more in than I should be? All of that information available with just a few clicks using cloud accounting software FreshBooks. They've got a free trial available to you right now. You get to use it for 30 days with no obligation. You don't need to give them your credit card number either. It's 30 days, all their features absolutely free just by going to freshbooks.com slash read to lead. Be sure and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about a section, by the way. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash read to lead to try FreshBooks free for 30 days. Let's dig in now to how to start a mastermind group in eight simple steps, including the last one, the one I've been leaving out until recently. Step number one is you've got to get clear on why this group exists in the first place. Simon Sinek says people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So get clear on that. What's the purpose of the group for feedback, accountability, helping one another achieve certain goals, inspiration, troubleshooting, a combination of these things. Get clear on that and write these things down. You'll want to write them down because in step three, we're going to publish those objectives. So hold on to that thought for just a moment while we look into step two. And step two is to decide who's a good fit for your group. In a recent group I started, I went so far as to identify business owners who also want to leverage a podcast to help grow their business as the kind of people I was looking for for my mastermind group. I wanted everybody to have that theme, that experience in common. Whatever the purpose of the group is, whatever your objectives are, there probably at the very least should be one common thread that ties everybody in the group together. And additionally, you're going to want people who are optimistic, people who are can-do and committed, and you'll want to attempt to screen for that. The screening process is a part of step three. You'll want to take what you've written about step number one and getting clear on your objectives and step number two, describing the kind of person who's a good fit for your group and publishing that to the web, either on a static web page or via, say, a Google Doc. I think the web page is better, but if you're not able to do that, then a Google Doc will suffice. Go back to step one, look at what you've written, and on your web page or in your Google Doc, describe the objectives of the group, what the purpose of the group is, describe the kind of person you're looking for, and link to a questionnaire. So in other words, go beyond describing the person that's a good fit for your group and provide a link to a brief questionnaire that gets more specific, asking people who fill it in what they're looking for in this group. In other words, what they hope to get out of being a part of it the things they feel they bring to the table. In other words, what ways they feel they could benefit others in the group. And of course, be sure to ask for basic information like name and email address. 
as you look over the completed questionnaires, I would consider setting up one-on-one video calls of 15 to 20 minutes with each person you feel, on paper at least, looks like a good fit. Plus, it sort of adds an exclusive nature and feel to the group. You're not just willy-nilly accepting everybody. You're being very particular about who, who gets in. That's not only going to increase the desire of people to want to be a part, but of course, at the end of the day, and most importantly, it's going to help ensure you get the best people in the group to begin with. Step four, decide how you're going to structure the group. Is it going to be free to participate or is it going to be a group where people pay to participate? I highly encourage you to charge a fee. In my experience, when people aren't invested, they don't tend to commit. My friend Michael Hyatt says when people pay, they pay attention. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Now, how that money is then utilized is up to you. You might put that back into, as I did this past weekend, an in-person event where things like meals and lodging for those visiting are, are covered. Whatever the case, some level of skin in the game is likely going to be necessary. Again, at least in my experience. Step number five, now it's time to extend invitations. Start with a list of people you think are solid candidates based on the questionnaire and the one-on-one interviews that you conducted. Contact those people. Make sure they understand the benefits, the requirements, meeting start times, the importance of showing up on time, when meetings will end, and just as important, do your best as a facilitator to make sure meetings end on time. Step six, schedule your meetings. Decide how often you're going to meet if you haven't already discussed that with your group. And, and be sure you meet often enough to provide for the items under your objectives. Can you meet those objectives by meeting once a month or is it necessary to meet every couple of weeks? Personally, I've done groups that have met weekly, a couple of times a month, and once a month. Weekly sometimes, depending on the makeup of the group and how many people there are, can be a little overwhelming. Once a month, I have found is often not enough. Twice a month is just about right. In fact, a recent group I started, we meet on the first and third Thursday of each month, and that's worked fairly well. In addition, you'll want to determine how you're going to communicate with the group and they with one another in between meetings. Is that going to be a private Facebook group or through Slack? I've used both. There's really pros and cons to each, and there are certainly other options. It's completely up to you, but make sure there's some sort of mechanism where you can communicate with one another effectively in between your meeting times. Step seven, create the agenda for your meetings. You, as the facilitator, have to set the pace and expectations. In the course of a meeting, you want to be realistic, but also upbeat, confident, and encouraging. Now, there are a couple of ways to do this. You can go around the group, having everybody take 10 minutes to answer a few questions that I'll go over in just a minute. Or it can be a group structured where one person is on the hot seat, so to speak. One person is being focused on for the better part of that meeting. If it's an hour-long meeting, it might be 25 to 30 minutes of that meeting time is dedicated to that individual, and then the next time you meet it, someone else, etc., and you rotate through the group. Group size plays a factor here to some degree as to how you conduct your group, and it's ultimately up to you. I've done both, and both have worked quite well. But some questions you want to ask group members each time, regardless of which way you decide to conduct your group, is what progress did you make on the things you committed to the last time we met? So everybody begins by taking a minute or two to report in. And I go so far as to having taken notes the last time, bring up those notes and share my screen so that as each person is reporting in, the rest of us can see 
on the screen those things that they promised. And we'll go through and ask about thing one, thing two, and thing three and get that report. And so knowing that that's going to be the case, there's some definite accountability built in. You know you're going to stand before your peers in this group and give an account for what you said you were going to do. And and just knowing that you're going to need to do that oftentimes is is the thing that pushes people to get on the ball. And so if, if you benefit from something like that, that's just one way a mastermind group can can be helpful is the accountability that, that it provides. At that same time, I generally ask attendees to also share what were your biggest wins since the last time we, we were together? What, what has happened? What has taken place in your life or in your business that, that you're really excited about and you want to share with the rest of the group? Now, whether you go around the whole group and ask this question or focus on a single person, the next thing is, okay, where are you stuck? Or where are you challenged as you pursue your goals? Give the individual a minute or two uh, to express what those things are and then give everybody else a chance to chime in and share their expertise and from their experiences in order to get the individual who's being focused on the help that they need. Now, something I'm not always consistent at that I'm trying to get better at that I think really helps, especially if you're you're focusing on a single person during the course of your meeting, be sure to ask that person who's being focused on for a, a single paragraph description of what they're going to be asking for help with when it's their turn. Then you can share that with the rest of the group so that they come already familiar with the problems this particular person is facing, the hurdles they're trying to to overcome. One of the things I asked toward the end of the meeting, and again, this is something that everybody takes a turn on, what actions do you intend to take between now and our next meeting toward your goals? And again, these are the things that are going to be noted, going to be written down and brought up at the beginning of the very next meeting. All right, and that brings us to step eight. And this is the step that until recently, I had not done a good job of including as part of my mastermind experience. And that is ask for feedback from other group members and adjust as needed. You do want to launch, I think, before you're ready, but then tweak as you go. And asking for feedback is a great way to do that. And one of the things I learned from Michael Hyatt in this regard is not to ask for feedback under the umbrella of what's wrong. So he says, ask these two questions. Question number one, what do you like about how we're doing this? And question number two, what's missing? What would you add that we're not currently doing that would make this even better than it already is? You're going to get much more helpful criticism when you ask the questions that way. Again, what do you like about how we're doing this? Number one. And number two, what's missing? Now, much like the questionnaire I mentioned earlier, You can set this up via Google Forms, and that way the responses you're getting are confidential, and everyone is much more likely to tell you what they really think. One of the things I learned when I asked these questions as far as what's missing is they want more structured teaching from me. So right now I'm trying to figure out how to add that on a regular basis to our meetings without lengthening the meeting. So I haven't quite figured all that out yet, but I wouldn't have known that that was something very important to other members had I not asked what's missing. So again, step one, get clear on your objectives. Step two, decide who would be a good fit for the group. Step three, publish your desire to start a group, including your objectives and a description of those who would be a good fit. And link to a questionnaire via Google Forms, that's the easiest way, that asks for more detailed information. Step four, decide how you'll structure the group. Will it be a paid group or a free group? 
Extend invitations is step five. Based on the questionnaires you received and any one-on-one interviews you decided to conduct, begin with a list of people you think would make great candidates. Step six, schedule your meetings. Decide how often you want to meet and determine a way that the group ultimately will communicate in between meetings. Step number seven, create an agenda for your first session and beyond. And remember that as the facilitator, you set the pace and the expectations. And then finally, step eight, after you've been meeting for a few weeks, maybe a few months, ask for feedback and adjust as needed. One of my favorite quotes from Jim Rohn says that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And as I, the last few years, have been intentional about who I spend time with, particularly in meetings like these where I'm sharing my concerns, my dreams, my hopes, my challenges, I want to be very particular about who I surround myself in settings like that. And I think you should be too. And as you do that, I think your experience will likely mirror mine. You'll find yourself doing things you never thought you'd have the courage to do because you've got a group of committed people around you spurring you on, pushing you outside your comfort zone. Again, to download a free PDF copy of each of these steps and be on your way to starting your own mastermind group, just go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash 210 for episode 210. Again, that's readtoleadpodcast.com slash 210. If after what you've learned today, you decide to start your own mastermind group, I'd love to hear about it. You can reach me at jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. If you run a business or are a freelancer and you're not happy with your current accounting solution, remember to give FreshBooks Cloud Accounting Software a try. It's free to do so for 30 days, no credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead to find out more. Well, that does it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Leaders lead.